Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Oh, uh, yeah. Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast, episode number one. I'm Coach Damon Wilson, host and founder and creator of LaxGoalieRat.com, a site dedicated to developing world-class goalies. And you know what? We are now in podcast form. So if you're wondering what this show is all about, two words, lacrosse goalies. My goal with the show is to bring on experts in this space. So we'll be talking to pro goalies, both male and female. We'll be talking to coaches at every level, pro, college, high school, and we'll even throw in some special guests along the way. My very first guest is Ryan LaPlante. Ryan is a Colorado native and went on to star at the University of Denver, winning a national championship and NCAA All-Tournament Honors in 2015. So for anyone who's watched my save-edit videos on YouTube, you'll remember the dominant game and really the dominant tournament he had that year. He holds the record for career wins and saves for those Pios. And after his college career, he kept it local, playing for Denver's Major League Lacrosse team, the Outlaws. He's now the coach for the University of Denver and running a local goalie training academy in the Denver area. He's a wealth of knowledge at this position, and I hope you enjoy this conversation with Ryan LaPlante. If you don't mind, go through just kind of like your experience, like starting at the beginning, like why did you become a goalie? What was it that attracted you to this position? Absolutely. Um, I started playing goalie actually at a box lacrosse practice. So nobody would get in goal. I was in fifth grade um, and no one would get in goal. And we had goalies playing normal goalie in a box lacrosse goal. It was a mess, to be honest with you. But I just wanted yeah, to like try. No, no pads? Like they just had the field gear? Yeah, just the field gear. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, just wanted to try it out. Nobody was volunteering. So wanted to try it out. And um, I must have gotten lucky and made a few saves in the first time because I, I, I from then on, I kind of fell in love with playing goalie. Uh, so started playing, transitioning more into playing goalie. I was playing attack still as well. And then uh, started shifting more and more over into the goalie position because I started getting a little bit better at it. And I got excited and wanted to start playing goalie. It was, uh, it was, it was a cool transition. And then uh, started to play more and more goalie all the time that I was on the field and started to move into playing for some club teams, some um, teams down out based out of Denver. Uh, I'm from Fort Collins originally, which is an hour north of Denver. So we were kind of in the grassroots of this program starting. We had kids where it was basically third to ninth grade, all playing on the field at once. And now it's boomed. So kind of to seek out that further competitive lacrosse, a group of us decided to go and start to play in Denver and started to go to these travel tournaments like you're seeing everywhere now. Uh, So started to just really, really enjoy the goalie position throughout middle school, moving into high school. Um, I played for Fort Collins and then actually paired up with Trevor Tierney, who um, I work with now, coach with. Yeah. Uh, um, I re- met him in ninth grade. Uh, I just 
by chance ended up trying out for his club team. So for NCAA recruiting rules, Denver is 60 miles away from uh, Fort Collins, my parents' house. So I couldn't play for the Denver team. The only team that I was able to try out for was just happened to be Josh Sims and Trevor Tierney's club program that they had just started up in Boulder. Uh, So that was the first time other than the Bill Pilots goalie school that I started to receive some goalie coaching. I was super raw and kind of just quick hands and didn't really have too much coaching before that. And uh, Trevor definitely was the main reason of me being able to become such a successful goalie once I paired up with him uh, being able to play for his club program. What what was that? And what was that coaching like? Did he, did he like break you down like from the beginning and, and kind of, um, I don't know, like teach the position from scratch or was it more kind of taking what you had and, and just adding some stuff on top of it? So Trevor's approach was really just, we focus on a couple of things and that's obviously simplifying the position. Uh, that that's yeah. one of Trevor's biggest things uh, is to to simplify the position and really focus on waiting and being still and reacting to the ball. Uh, yeah. And by by doing that and really focusing on that, and we also teach he he started to teach me playing the flat uh, side to side step and just catching everything in front of me. So it, when you really do that and don't overcomplicate it, 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 it was pretty easy for me to learn. Um, since I was young and still in high school, uh, when he got me, we didn't, he didn't focus too much on changing my game because yeah. we didn't get to work together all the time. So he was kind of just like pair everything that, you know, together and really just play and keep playing. And he, he would give me little tips because after my sophomore year, I was unable to work with him because right. he had transferred over to coaching at DU. So I'd only really gotten to work with him for two years and basically two summers before uh, that junior and senior year. And then once I got to Denver, it was able, uh, we were obviously able to work together much more, but really just that relationship blossomed because we, we're, we're like best friends now. I mean, it, it's great. Sure. We get to hang out all the time and work together, obviously. And that, that relationship between goalie coach and goalie, I think is very valuable. It's a, it's a rare position, positional coach, but yeah, it gave me a lot more confidence, I would say in my game, in my ability, and definitely gave me a base that I could rely on from an early age and an understanding of what I needed to be doing when I was in the goal. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned something too that um, I found very common amongst great goalies is starting at attack or starting mm-hmm. as not not a goalie. So I actually I start I mean not that I'm including myself in the great goalie category, but I, I started <laughs> playing uh, as a midi, okay, and um, and then and then went into goalie. But I feel like I feel like people who start at attack or or, or midi or even defense, one you get your stick skills right? Which are so important for, for goalies. And then two, you just have this general knowledge of, of, of lacrosse, of lacrosse defense or offense. You, do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's the key of what I think the goalie position is so overlooked because so many kids are getting thrown into the goal that don't have the best stick skills. Your, your goalie should be one of the best athletes on the field and have the best stick on your team without a yeah. doubt. 
he should be able to pass and catch with a short stick, be able to shoot really well. He should just be an excellent overall player. You're, you're playing one of the hardest positions in sports. And if you're getting thrown in there without being able to pass and catch, then how are you going to be able to stop a ball at 95 miles per hour? It's just not possible. So creating those skills is super essential from an early age. So, with our goalie school that we've been older that we do uh, a lot of the stick skill work that we do with them is goalie stick short stick goalie stick short stick and having them play wall ball every day that's the one thing that we really ask them to do we don't ask them to do much during the week is hit the wall how much did you hit the wall this week because that's how you're going to make yourself ultimately a better goalie is by creating solid stick skills and a solid base of quick reaction speed but it all comes through having a good stick for sure. Yeah, definitely. So I guess knowing, knowing what you know now and kind of going through your college experience, pro experience and coaching, is there anything you would tell your, your high school self? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Related to lacrosse. How about, how about that? <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. I, I think the biggest thing was learning the mental approach and really understanding the ups and downs of playing goalie. Um, One of the the main things that I lived by through my college and pro career was don't let the highs be too high and don't let the lows be too low. Uh, In the goalie position, there's so much pressure on you as from the standpoint of you feel like if you make the save, things are great. If you don't make the save, it's all your fault. Uh, And with, with the advancements of the game and better and better players, People are going to score on you a lot. That's going to happen. You're going to have a game where you're up at 75%. You feel like you're on top of the world. And then you're going to drop down to 25%. And you're questioning things and starting to really go, what happened? What, what did I do? So I think from my standpoint was learning that consistency. And that took me a while to figure out. And that was something that Trevor and I had to work on. But from an early age, I think the biggest thing that I wish I could tell myself is don't overthink it. I think yeah. as goalies, we're playing such a reactionary position that you can't go out there and think. Once you start to think when you're on the field, you're in trouble. You're, you're going to start to react differently and start to play outside of your true ability. When, you, when you're just playing and having fun and relaxed, that's when you're going to play the, your best. Yep. hundred percent agree. Yeah. When I, when I coach kids, I, I tell them to just play in the moment, to be in the moment. Yes. And, you know, a lot of times when you're thinking ahead to that big game or like you're thinking about an overtime period, you're not in the moment, you're thinking ahead or you're even thinking behind like, crap, I I can't believe I gave up that goal to put us in this situation. Mm -hmm. And as you just put put it, you know, you got to be reactionary, you got to be in the moment. So cool. Well, we'll we'll talk about talk about more about the mental piece in a little bit. But um, so then then you go to Denver. And I mean, right, right away as I don't 18, 19 year old kid. I mean, you, your, your starter, uh, Jamie goes down with the injury and you're, and you are the starter, right? Yeah, absolutely. I was actually, I was actually redshirting that year. So, oh, okay. um, so we had, we had been planning for me to redshirt that season. Uh, Jamie's an excellent goalie and we were just trying to give me more time at DU. So uh, that season we decided the redshirt coach T came to me with that coach T and Trevor did. And we, me and my parents sat down and talked and agreed and just 
thought what a great opportunity to be at Denver for another year and learn and grow my freshman year. Uh, so we were doing that and I was actually on spring break up at my parents' house in Fort Collins watching the game with my parents and saw him go down and I didn't think it was anything. I just thought he, he like cramped up or something. I, I wasn't sure. Um, right. and then like 10 minutes later, I got a call from Trevor and coach T and they said, Hey, we're going to pull your red shirt. So I had to drive back down to Denver and grab my bag and I was on a flight and, played Cornell two days later at, up, out in Hofstra. So it, it was quite the whirlwind of a couple of weeks, but it, it was really exciting and allowed me to just play and then got to finish out the rest of that season, uh, lost by one in, to Loyola in the quarterfinals. I believe that they were kryptonite that year. We lost to them three times by one goal. So t- tough, tough to come into, but that happens. Yeah. But excellent to learn from that team, specifically as a freshman. Uh, a great group of seniors. Uh, you had Mark Matthews and Alex Demopoulos. And the, I mean, the list goes on to, to kind of join a great team like that was awesome. And then also had a senior goalie, Troy Orzek, who was very supportive uh, of me in the situation and was so such a nice leader to me. Um, so we did that for the, my freshman year. And then sophomore year, Jamie came back uh, and we were kind of just figuring out what, what, to, what to do next. And yeah, really kind of just Trevor and the coaches let us play it out. And that competition was the best thing for the both of us. I, I think that really pushed both of our games to the next level. Um, and having that competition day in and day out, uh, Coach Trevor and Coach T and the coaching staff presented the idea of us playing halves. And it worked and it made us both better goalies and it's consistent for our team. That was, that was the main key of the splitting halves. Yeah, cool. So I imagine by the time, by your senior year, you were probably pretty, like, you know, well integrated in the team, one of the leaders. But going back to that, when you when you first start playing as a freshman, probably not not so much the case, right? Like, how did, and, I, and I'm sure you do the same, but I always think goalies should be the leader of the defense. Absolutely. But not having that experience um, I mean, how, how did you kind of assert your assert yourself and how, how did you like be a leader, even though, you know, not many people on the defense were accustomed to working with you? Yeah, I, I think just gaining their trust from practice as well. That, that was one of the bigger things. Luckily, in college, you get so much time to practice. So earning their trust in practice was the biggest thing. And then also translating that into the game. I would say that we had a great group of guys on the defensive end that season and who really kind of just helped guide me. I was definitely timid and kind of, as Trevor put it, he said, your job is to stop the ball here. Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about the leadership or anything. All, you, all we want you to do is focus on stopping the ball. And that allowed me to just relax and not worry about other things. Because when it, it truly does boil down to it, your main job is to stop the ball. If you can't stop the yeah. ball, then the other things just aren't going to work out. It, it, it's all got to be a, a one package, I, I personally think. And that, that allowed me to build off of that. I was able to focus on just stopping the ball first. And then eased my way into the other things and really started to understand the defense. But that Trevor and I, what we would really focus on was, especially that freshman year, was I didn't really have to worry about communicating with the defense because 
it, that's just so much stuff going on, especially yeah. as adjusting to a higher level when you just reel back and say, okay, all I got to do is stop the ball. Yeah. The, the other things naturally come to you. Oh, I love it. And that's great advice for, you know, coaches too. Cause I think Absolutely. you're right. I, an elite goalie, an elite lacrosse goalie, when you think about it, they do all those things, right? Mm-hmm. But obviously, if you're starting out in the position, you're not elite. And if you can focus on, you know, stopping the ball and not worrying about the other pieces, then then as you become a great ball stopper, Absolutely. those other pieces come along and, and you can add it on. Then you can be like the leader of the defense. Absolutely. And and that comes with time to to become the leader of the defense you've got to earn that trust and earn that respect and really have had some experience in the position uh, yeah. in, in the goal and with your team and build the rapport over time. So I, I think yeah. that's, it's, it's great advice. That's what I tell a lot of the goalies that I work with is just, just stop the ball, just stop the ball. And that, that's what Trevor taught me and that it's super, super helpful to just focus on that one specific thing because ultimately that's your job. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from the experience, what do you think there's other ways um, that goalies can gain their team's trust quicker? Um, Absolutely. I think really just focusing on being as consistent as possible, as possible. Not worrying about having these big flashy saves all the time or focusing on having so much energy the main thing that you want for a goalie is consistency that's how you can bring that trust from from your teams okay we know that we're going to get our goalie to go out there and make some solid saves today throughout throughout the game yeah and, and that's how you trust throughout the time having just the one big game and then a couple lower ones and then all over it's, it's tough and every goalie deals with that that that's the most common thing in sports i look back at my career i had that i would have games where i'd be at one save and then i would be at maybe 15 and you can sense it from the defense from the team that it's just a little bit of a question mark and that that happens that happens to every single goalie at every level it's just trying to bring that consistency from also from practice to the game as well yeah yeah I also I also like putting in the extra work too, Absolutely. You know, and that that kind of plays into consistency. As you become, as you put in that extra work, you become a more consistent goalie. But then you know you, your teammates see you there fifteen minutes, twenty minutes before practice is supposed to start. Absolutely, putting in your reps, staying you know staying after practice, putting in some reps. I think they I think they um, they get that respect. Like wow, this guy's Absolutely. working. He might not be the best goalie, but he's working hard. Oh yeah. The hard work part. part absolutely. I, sh- I should have added that as well. Just, just being there, say after practice, you're the young guy on the roster. It, most teams don't have freshman goalies or something right. like that, but in college you do. Your freshman year, you got to earn that, you know, and that, that comes with time. So that freshman year, you kind of say, okay, I got to stay after practice and take shots. I'm the young guy on the roster, but right. that it's my time. That That's where I'm going to, also improve myself from seeing shots from older guys but that harder work will get you there because you're putting the time in early in your career to allow you to start to adjust and where you can really start to perfect your game and it's by putting in that extra time hitting the wall seeing shots and really just focusing on your ability overall and goal yeah totally 
Cool. So then I guess that all kind of leads up to what we were talking about before we hit record here, which is 2015 Absolutely. Um, national championship. And, and I got to say, we we're, I, I just watched kind of the save edit and I was nervous what like kind of watching that I'm, I'm always intrigued how elite goalies can handle those nerves because your national championship game espn quint kestnich everyone's there so Absolutely. how do you how do you go about handling those nerves uh luckily that it was our third time making it to the final four so the nerves weren't there as much i think moving from the, the regular season the big east for us in 2015 into the playoffs, we had a really close senior group. So we had been there before. We had really been a consistent playoff team for a while. So just really approaching it like a normal game, I think for us to get over that next hump of winning a true Final Four game, we used the experience that we had from being in those big game situation, big game moments, specifically the years before and then leading up to the tournament. I mean, you look at our Brown game, that was a shootout. I can't remember the final score, absolute shootout. And then the Ohio State game, we go down 7-1 within like the first 20 minutes, I think it is, and yeah. ended up coming back. And that, that experience helped push us to know we can do this. We can win games any type of way. And we just have to play our game. It, it doesn't, we know the teams we're playing, but we just have to focus on ourselves to be able to truly win this. And I think that truly calmed the nerves, to be honest. And just having that experience, we, we were playing with a chip on our shoulder the whole time. We were determined as a, as a team, as a group, from the coaches down to the last guy on the bench. It was everybody had bought in. And I think that just really helped us be our best. Yeah. Yeah, experience. I, th I think that's yeah. that's definitely it. Like definitely. for new goalies, you know, you're obviously not going to have the whatever NCAA championship experience. But, you know, if you're nervous going into a game, understand that's natural. And as you go into more and more games like that, those nerves are going to fade because you've been Absolutely. there. Absolutely. I, I was definitely nervous. That, 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 <laughs> that's, with, that's without a doubt. I, I uh I was definitely nervous, not as much for the Notre Dame game, um, just because that was, that was our third time being there in a row. Uh, yeah. Wasn't nervous until the last five minutes when things got ugly, to be honest with you. But uh, the, the Maryland game before the national championship game, I, I, I was pretty nervous. My heart was racing. I had a little bit of butterflies in my stomach and then just had to go back to not thinking. That, that was something yeah. that Trevor and I worked on uh, early in my career was I would honestly meditate before games with Trevor and uh, not think about the game. I played my best when I wasn't thinking and just would go out and react to normal shots. It, it, every shot is a, the same. It's you versus the ball and just going out to react. And that calmed my nerves big time. W once I got into the game, it was just playing normal. The crowd was gone and just focused on what I had to do. Yeah, I was always nervous until I made the first save. That was kind of my <laughs> like. Once I got that first save, it kind of like calmed me down. But until then, yeah, wow, nervous. absolutely interesting. So you mentioned meditating. What um, like what what would you do? What, what would that look uh, like? Just breathing. Just what? Okay. No, it, we I would just really focus on just slowing myself down. Um, yeah. Just focus on my breathing in a fast game. You got to just kind of 
slow yourself down and really just focus on being calm. As soon as you start to get antsy or anxious, you're, that's going to remove you from your peak state of performance. And to be in that peak state, you need to be reacting naturally. Be in the zone. Be really focused and flowing within the game. And that can be done by just coming back to within and re- relaxing and focusing on your breath. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah that's great. I always recommend um, goalies meditate as well, but it's one of those things. It's like, what meditation? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's just not, it's not a natural thing for a lot of people, but I think the Absolutely. more that goalies here, elites like yourself going through those exercises, there, there's something there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I guess if one thing that, uh, that Trevor and yourself are known for, it's, it's that, that playing deep in the goal, like a flat arc Absolutely. sideways mm-hmm. uh, or lateral step. Can you talk a little bit about that style and like why um, you played that style? And I don't know if you still coach it, if you coach it. Yeah, it, absolutely. So um, I, again, met Trevor back in ninth grade and worked with him on this. And that was kind of the introduction because I'd been taught stepping at the Bill, Bill Pilots goalie school, step to the ball, explode to the ball. Uh, and yeah. really had been, that, that was all I knew. And Trevor, when we started to get together, uh, he was just basically saying, stand there and catch it. You're doing too much. Uh, why we play the flat arc is gives you more time to save the ball. The ball's moving so fast that it's going to give you more time to save the ball and allow you to just play a faster version of catch. And the, the sidestepping just keeps you flatter, gives you more time and allows you to keep your every save should be made in front of your body and it's a lot easier to do that when your hands are in front of you and your body's going side to side if you are stepping at something you're limiting the amount of time that you're going to have to save the ball it's already such a short amount of time to save the ball why are you going to step at your at something and limit that time by even more uh and by playing the flat arc you also, it's like basically playing Brick Breaker. I know you've probably played Brick Breaker I've tried, or Pong. I've tried to yeah. explain yeah. that to, to goalies. And it, yeah. it really I'm does. I might, I might be in the Pong crowd, but. You know. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. That's what Trevor says. Trevor says the Pong crowd. So yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it really helps. It simplifies. I mean, you, the first time that you watch a, a kid grab a goalie stick, that's an attackman or something, and they just stand there and catch it. You're like, whoa, that, that kid's got some pretty quick hands because they're not starting to change their form at all. And it allows you to just catch. If you stand in the middle of the goal, you can put your stick to the top left corner, to the top right corner, to the side left pipe, right pipe, bottom left corner, and bottom right. And that's just by standing in the middle of the goal. If you do little steps, then you're going to be able to successfully get over there. That's great. And so – and so every like every goalie that comes to that comes to you that that's the style you teach even if they're even if they're like very accustomed to the other style. Yeah, so we we try and work with everything. We don't we agree with that. There's so many different ways to play this thing. You got some people right. are going to be different. Some people are going to be a long time stepper, and it's hard to reel them back. That that's that's very natural. We understand that, and totally try and work with that. So one of our compromises that we try and do 
that's just on a 45 if they're struggling with that um, and really just get them focused on reacting. That's the biggest thing of waiting for the ball and seeing the ball that that allows us to start there. And one, one way that I like to teach that is just by making the goalie stand still don't step yet, stand there and catch it, stand there and catch it. And then we're going to, we'll add the 45 degree step in because when you teach goalies to step instantly, then your first reaction is your body going forward first instead of yeah. just trying to catch the ball. And so then you move on from there and really are able to just teach that sidestep and or the 45-degree step. And it's pretty easy once they see that. And the main thing is just getting them to push off their back foot. Yep. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Let's talk a little bit about the mental piece um, of playing goalie because, I mean, obviously, you know, it's a huge mental battle and being mentally tough is uh, an extreme asset that we have. Um, Maybe talk about like, I'm sure there at at a point, at some point in your career, you went through a slump. Absolutely. Uh, Maybe talk about that a little bit and kind of what you did to get out of it. Yeah. We, my senior year, the 2015 national championship season, I went through a pretty rough slump. Um, Started out the season. Okay. Uh, kind of was feeling a little bit of the pressure because it was my first season as the only goalie had kind of fallen comfortable into that role of being in the halves and was kind of feeling a lot of the pressure that I was the guy and I had to perform day in and day out and felt like this was my last opportunity. So I had a lot of external forces and things like that kind of in my head uh, going into it, got a couple games in and really started to struggle. I, I was letting in goals that I shouldn't have. The, the confidence wasn't there, I, I would say, from yeah. teammates a little bit, but that, that's okay. They, they knew that I just had to get out of it. Um, so I think I went like half of my games that season, almost under 50%, was just was struggling a little bit. And that that took a while and I was just overthinking everything. I think I was gripping the stick really hard. I was forcing a save. What I like to call is forcing a save. I was trying to force everything. I was trying so hard to save the ball that I was actually hurting myself and my reactions and my ability to just go out and play and took kind of the fun out of the position, to be honest with you, and had to build on that so sitting down with Trevor I, I remember the conversation exactly we were actually out at Lehigh we had just got lost to Ohio State uh pretty badly I think I had like four saves maybe we, we lost pretty bad uh, just overall a tough week for everybody and we we sat down and kind of just discussed where I was and how I was doing and, and goal and kind of exactly what what I said is just trying to force everything and how do I get out of that? And it's by going back to just enjoying it and doing the yeah. things that I know and having fun again and not worrying about how many saves I made or anything like that about the team and getting back to that. I obviously wanted our team to win, but I was going into these games worried about not just making the saves that's going to allow my team to win. Ultimately, the save percentage does not matter. It really doesn't matter. What matters is the ability to give your team the opportunity to win the game. That could be mean that you make two saves in the game 
but that's two less goals that they have on the scoreboard for them. And if that's what the difference is between a win and a loss, that's what matters. And I truly got to that and started to grasp that. And again, I, I was like that earlier in my career in, in the jun my junior year, freshman, sophomore, junior year, I was like that. And I kind of got away from that. And once I got back to that, things started to click again. And it, it allowed me to just, again, don't let the highs be too high and don't let the lows be too low. Yeah. Oh man, that's a great answer. So like there's a couple of great points in there. Um, one is I, I, that I, that I hundred percent agree with that had to have fun piece because yeah. lacrosse is such a great game and it's so much fun and, and you're really blessed to be able to play this game with your friends, you know? And I think sometimes people forget that. Absolutely. And you, you got to get back, you got to get back to having fun, especially as the, as a goalie, because there's so much mental stuff going on that as soon as you, start to overthink it as soon as you're not having fun um you know there goes your saveability 100 yeah is. and then the second one is is kind of like giving your team the opportunity to win uh -huh. so i think a lot of goalies get really down on themselves and beat and beat themselves up mentally just because they give up goals mm -hmm. and you're going to give up goals but like you said it's it's about giving your team the opportunity to win and on a particular day it might mean you make three saves. Mm -hmm. So, wow, that's awesome. And that's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We've all, we've all had those games. Um, any other mental exercises or mental um, training that you go through with goalies to help them Im improve that area of their game? Oh, man, the list goes on. Absolutely. Uh, that's something that we work on. So kind of a little bit of background about me and Trevor. We actually started a full-time goalie school out here called the Goalie Evolution Academy. Um, that was kind of both, of both of our dreams since we were younger to start that. And it became a reality two years ago. So we've really been learning how to adopt this teaching style to younger goalies and open up this market to everybody. And a lot of the stuff that we do cover is the mental side of the game and talking to the goalies about that and trying to break that down and give them the best opportunity to reach into that game. So kind of we start with within our curriculum of teaching the basics and then start to move into that mental training and the mental tips and really just focusing. I think mentally is just for them to reacting on the ball. I think that's what we teach the most. Um, and try and provide if you can mentally just rely on being still waiting for the ball and reacting then you're going to be able to play great so i think that's what we really practice and preach the most cool very cool um this has been great thank you so much for taking no taking time yeah um so talk a little bit more about that goalie evolution academy um i guess what um you know, what, what it's all about and what are some of the common mistakes or bad habits you see young goalies, you know, when you first start to coach them at that academy? Uh, okay, uh, definitely. So a, a lot of this, so I, I'm currently coaching, I'm the goalie coach at DU. So right. I get to work with those guys who actually help me get to coach um, at our goalie school, which is amazing because they get to help coach too. Uh, and coaching goalies, I think, makes you a lot better in goal, you, as you would probably agree yeah, with. Yeah, I, you know, I've learned so much uh, you, since you know, starting yeah. the blog and, and kind of coaching 
um, you know, coaching makes you a great, you learn the concepts when you have to teach them. Totally. So we've been really kind of taking what we've been learning as a group of all of us goalies, Trevor, obviously being like the master of this, um, Alex, Josh, TJ, David Windsor, all of the goalies that we really get to work with. And then another group of them. Um, and we just collaborate and really try and see every goal is different. Every single one of us is different. And we try and bring that approach into the goalie play at our goalie school, uh, different sizes of goalies, different reaction speeds. Somebody's faster with their body than they are with their hands. So that's what we try and bring. And then, so when kids show up to us, they're obviously the first thing is getting them used to not stepping, not, not doing this huge movement and I think that's the biggest thing that I see from goalies when they first come is trying to do too much and they are trying to make the biggest save possible when it could have just been this super small movement and just a catch and really just blocking the ball like one thing Trevor really says is you have this big fish net or tennis racket right? That's a goalie stick. All you got to do is block it. That's it. It doesn't have to be this huge explosion, mo- explosive motion. It can be just a simple flick of your wrists, really. So yeah. that, that's the, probably the biggest thing. And then stepping, just stepping and twisting and leaving your back foot. I think that's the biggest thing we see for sure. Very cool. Um, we didn't really talk about much of your MLL experience. <laughs> yeah. What, what was, um, well, I guess, what was that like? Yeah, so I joined the Outlaws in the summer of 2015. Uh, that was right after we had won. I just got to play on the practice team for them. Luckily, I lived in Denver, so I was able to gain some experience. Got to play with Schwartzman. Um, which was awesome. And Dylan Ward was there as well. And it was just a really cool experience to be on the team with those guys, a couple of the D alumni as well. And that was awesome. Got to, to practice with them. Um, didn't end up getting to play at all that season, Schwartzman's last retiring, retirement season. So yeah. knew that I was going to have a, a solid opportunity the next season. The coaches had told me that, uh, hey, we're going we're gonna to pick you up again. And we'd love to give you a shot at this thing coming into next season. So uh, moving forward into 2016, was able to go to training camp, had a pretty solid training camp, and played and start got the starting job, earned earned the starting job, which was really cool. Uh, first couple games did pretty solid. We won our first one in overtime. Definitely was nervous, lit, lit in my first five. I think Kyle Harrison scored on me from about 21 yards away with uh, high to high. So that was a good welcome to the MLL and uh, definitely had some nerves. I would say uh, yeah. probably some more nerves than the national championship game just because it, it was different. It was uh, something that I had dreamed of. I mean, I, the first time I ever got to go to an Outlaws game was fifth grade and kind of said, hey, that would be an awesome ex- experience and would love to do that. And I kind of had the weight of that reality, I think, in my head and didn't play naturally and struggled at first, but then started to figure it out and got in rhythm. Uh, so I think I played in seven games, had three good ones and then three pretty bad ones where I got pulled. Uh, I think I was up at like 11, 10, 11 goals lit in and was struggling. But th- that happens, learning to adapt to a new league. 
and yeah. a fast speed. I mean, you're playing against the best shooters in the world and they picked me apart a little bit in those games and, and that happens. That's going to happen to goalies. And um, I, I really appreciated my experience in the MLO and had a, a really good time and um, was with them the rest of the season. And obviously Jack Kelly coming in and who I think is the best goalie in the world right now, the kid is unbelievable. And it was really cool to get to see him blossom um, moving into his season. We had split halves for two games and then he just took the thing and ran with it. And obviously one rookie of the year and was making the most ridiculous saves that I've seen a goalie make in a long time. And just so consistent. I think what, what he offered for that team allowed them to win an MLL championship and hats off to him and him being the team USA goalie. Uh, so after that season, I decided to uh, move forward and go into the coaching world. And that that's where I am now. So working with DU and our, the great group of goalies from DU and obviously our goalie school. Awesome. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Good luck and um, good luck with the year. Um, thank you very much. And if people want to learn more about the goalie evolution, evolution goalie Academy, where, where should they go? Uh, so you can follow us on Instagram at goalie evolution Academy. Uh, we're actually in the works of doing some pretty cool stuff right now. We just filmed a video and going to be trying to get that out sooner than later. And uh, so just follow our page on Instagram. We're going to, we're starting to get a little bit more involved in that and going to start to offer some coaching um, in other places from a standpoint of potentially trying to reach them in different ways. Uh, we obviously have uh, a, a lot of coaching commitments already in Denver so that we're pretty limited to be able to go many places. Uh, so trying to come up with different ways of coaching. So just follow us and we're working on getting some cool things out there in, in the coming months. So looking forward to that. Cool. Awesome. And I'll, I'll link up to that um, when awesome. this comes out. So great. Thank you so much, David. Yeah, thank you to talk so much. You. So there you have it. Episode number one with Ryan LaPlante. I hope you enjoyed that. Ryan's got a lot of energy and a lot of knowledge about the position. Obviously, I'm a little new to podcasting, so got to get those early show, early game jitters out of the way. And hopefully it's all uphill from here. If you like the show, please share it with a goalie in your life or give me a five-star rating on iTunes. It really helps the show spread and gain popularity so that other goalies and lacrosse coaches out there can find the show. Starting next week, I'll be reading iTunes reviews on the show, so please, I'd be really appreciative if you could do that. I hope you enjoyed that show. Take care. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rack Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.